0: Do you ever wonder how you can build a personal brand that actually sells stuff and makes you money? Well, those are all of the questions I was asked today by Dave Melenda. We have to on a quick podcast, quick 15-minute chat, and he really uh, asked questions about personal branding and how that relates to selling and how really building your personal brand can uh, make the whole selling process feel not as forced as it might uh, otherwise be and how you can really use that to your leverage. So uh, super, super tactical, insightful episode um, on this one. So really hope you enjoy. Also, if anything stands out to you, please share it with a friend. And if you want to text me personally, text me at 414-250-8964. I'm responding to everyone. So uh, if anything stands out, or if you want to chat, or if you also want to be on the show, text that number and I will get back to you as soon as possible. So without further ado, hope you enjoy the episode and let's get on to it.
1: I'm Dave Melinda and uh, actually own a company called positive polarity and uh, we're a sales training and business coaching firm located in Wisconsin and I've been doing this for about eight years and so uh, was able to uh, create a number one amazon best-selling book called growing on purpose and also able to uh, start my own uh, podcast in May of this year positive polarity podcast so I've been having a joy doing it just like you so i appreciate the opportunity to hang out with you
0: well big congrats on both of those that sounds awesome thanks for thanks for jumping on
1: absolutely so my question to you is you know i'm all about uh you know my whole life i've been selling most people sell for a living they may not admit it out loud but you know everybody's selling something and whenever somebody says i don't sell anything i say well think back to your first date and you were selling something like crazy, whatever it was, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to understand and I was hoping you could unpack for, for me, you know, how does personal branding help me sell more? You know, I, I know that you're all about branding and personal branding, and I'm trying to make that connection, um, you know, for the listeners between, you know, how why invest so much time on this personal branding thing if I am a sales professional, whether I, you know, whatever I sell doesn't really matter. So, so that was kind of the question that I wanted to start with, with, uh, with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great question. And I think an easy example, um, being, being both from Wisconsin, let's say, let's say Aaron Rogers gives, gives us a phone call personal, personal Aaron Rogers, okay. what are the chances that you're going to pick up that call and be excited If you're from Wisconsin, you're pretty, pretty highly likely to be like, damn, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is super cool. Well, the same goes for your personal brand. If you can essentially create almost like raving fans around you. And again, a, a lot of people think it's, it's a little weird if you're not directly selling anything. And a lot of people kind of have a, are weary about selling something and branding themselves but in reality you said it best you're selling stuff from the minute you're minute you're right. born to the minute yeah. you die everything yeah. is selling different things right. so personal branding if you grow a brand and if you can create a following and a tribe centered around yourself you'll just have such an easier time selling even even though you don't really need to Act as if you are selling. Gary Vee does one of the best jobs in the world at it, um, at his personal brand. It sells for him. Same with Grant Cardone and these top level entrepreneurs. Sure. Um, it's so much easier for them to sell. Ru- Russell Branson, everything. Um, Elon Musk is a, is a great example. These crazy, crazy personal brands they can sell themselves, which directly equates to business success and sales success. So the more people that know who you are and know, like, and trust you, the easier time you're going to have selling whatever whatever you're selling, yes. services or products.
1: So, and, and I, thanks for sharing that. And this is the question, the, the kind of the follow-up question, Sam, is a lot of people in the sales world, I mean, I know Grant Cardone, I've listened to him, I've watched him on some of his videos, there's one thing that he doesn't have is time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just so, and most entrepreneurs, sales professionals, that's the one thing that we tend to lack is that extra time. And I know that personal branding is a slow process, right? I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. Gary Vee didn't get his following in a weekend it mm-hmm. happens over time. So how do you address somebody that's like, "Man, I don't have time for personal branding. I just want to sell something." You know, how do you how do you kind of m- marry those two together in your mind?
0: Yeah, I think it comes down to your values and your intentions behind selling that one thing. Are you just selling let, let's say it's a product for example? Are you only selling that product to make an extra whatever that is. Or do you actually believe in that product and have actual intentions behind what that product or service stands for? So I think that's an, an even deeper conversation of simply being impatient and wanting the quick sale over actually developing the relationship. In this case, I'll say with the customer, um, So, yeah, I I think personal branding is a great, great long-term play, long-term investment. So to actually create those relationships, so you don't need to shove a product down your customer's throats in a sense.
1: Yeah. And it's just hard because when time is so valuable, you know, the question is, okay, am I going to put a post on LinkedIn or am I going to call, you know, one of my customers? I mean, those are tough decisions that, you know, we have to make every day. So, how do you, you know, how do you make time for LinkedIn? I'm assuming you're on it every day. You know, how do you make time and carve that out in your day? What's what what, what tricks do you have for us?
0: Yeah, it's it's something that I, I'm not the master at. I'm still working on that every day myself and developing the the better systems in place. One of the biggest things I I do is outsource as much work as possible to my team um and build the build the best team I can. If I can really rely on the um two, three closest people around me to say, Hey, can you make sure X, Y, and Z is done so I sure. can I can get the chance to do what's best for me and I'm best at creating uh, and actually creating connections. So um, like making these podcasts, jumping on these calls, building sure. the actual relationships with people and then engaging with people on LinkedIn. That's pretty much all I'm responsible for day-to-day and then closing deals as well on on any any calls that come my way. So that's really all I focus on day-to-day, but I've really built the system. So from an operational standpoint, selling standpoint, really everything is taken care of with my team. And you can do that without having a massive business or anything there's ways to outsource work so you can invest more time into things you want to do so i think that's where you you can start and it's one of those things where um you you just need to make a priority for it if you don't make it a priority in your day um you're just going to keep kind of kicking the can down the road in a sense and you're not going to make time for that
1: sure and i know from my coaching experience i tell my clients that if it's not on your calendar it's really not anywhere. I mean, don't Mm -hmm. tell me you're going to go to your office. When I get back to my office, I'm going to prospect or I'm going to, you know, do this, that, or the other thing. I mean, it was like this call. It was on your calendar. It was on my calendar. You kind of plan for everything. You know, I really encourage people to have that same thought process with whatever it is, networking, prospecting, whatever it is from that sales perspective, you know follow up calls any of that that if that's on, if that's not on your calendar you know the likelihood of it being done is so much less i mean when you look at the the you know the 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 goal setting statistics and they show you that you know if you don't have any goals you're never going to accomplish it if, you're, if you have a written goal you're like 30 times more likely to actually accomplish that one piece so I liken that onto the calendar, so you know that's 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 what I think really is a great way to to make sure that it gets done every day, like you're talking about. So, um, but uh, so what LinkedIn tip? As long as we are on LinkedIn, and I'm curious if there's anything new on LinkedIn. Any tip that you have, um, you know, that you feel comfortable sharing with people to to help us, you know, do a better job of you know making sure that our personal brand is as good as it can be
0: yeah um scale the unscalable uh it's i don't know who who coined the term but it's almost like the the taylor swift effect um taylor swift makes the most like the deepest connection with their audience and by like going to random people's weddings and performing at weddings. Um, Gary V hops on random calls and stuff, stuff that's not super scalable. We live in a world of automation and how, how you just blast thousands of messages a day and connect with thousands of people. Um, sure. take, take the time to take those relationships offline and Zoom is a perfect way to do it, even though that's technically online, but outside of LinkedIn and actually have conversations with people and ask them, Hey, what do you want to see? That's exactly what we're doing right now. Um, like doing the, doing these conversations, it's definitely opened my eyes to, okay, what questions do people have quite simply? Like the people that, um, are in my network, (coughs) what do they want to want to know? What question do they have? And then that allows me to tailor my content around those, those questions to hopefully solve more problems. So, um, I think scale-down scalable, have actual conversations with people, hop on phone calls, do safe, social, distant coffee meetings if you want. Um, sure. But yeah, j- just start talking with more people and find ways, find problems you can solve and just aim to, aim to solve those problems and put those solutions online.
1: So what's your goal for this then? If you have to talk about your actual, you know, like a smart goal, specific and measurable and attainable what's your goal to try and have this you know right now in these types of discussions
0: um yeah i'm in the process of doing 90 podcasts in 90 days um so i am this is oh this is 60 60 days in a row um i i did october 1st through i'm going to do december 30th and that is going to be 90 days so specifically that is why i'm doing this uh these like short little podcast segments um and again, uh, digging just deeper conversations, deeper relationships, um, and hopefully solving more, more questions people have.
1: So what, who specifically is a target market for you? Um, what's, what, if, you know, if to your point, Aaron Rodgers called, if you look down at your phone and who would be like, you know, not by name, but, you know, by design, what are you looking for uh, to help grow your business, Sam?
0: Yeah so I'm really it's it's kind of twofold my target market for my actual content is- is the 18 year old version of myself so the the young the younger sam that's really what the is
1: that like a year ago sam come on i mean well, two years ago i'm i'm 21 now <laughs> i
0: i'm i'm pretty much an old man it's it's all downhill from here as as i've oh heard. oh my god um, but j- just just the, the young like young gen z um okay. kids that don't really fit a certain uh certain path in school or careers um that's really where a lot of my like personal branding content uh Kind of leans towards, but then okay. it's also twofold of people in the in the media space. So other uh, agency owners that I that I talk to. So um, between those two kind of segments, I know they're a little different segments. There's the young Gen Z entrepreneurial segment, and then there's the uh, media owner agency owner side of things. So
1: sure. So what do you do on the agency side? What 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 is ideal for you there?
0: Um, what do you mean?
1: I mean, you you said that would be an ideal client for you. What when? What do you what? What um, services? What values are you adding for them?
0: Yeah, so we we essentially help um, help brands scale their video content online. So okay. let's say an agency has five other clients that they're creating videos for, but they don't have like in-house capabilities to. Maybe edits edit their podcast or something, or they want additional editing support. Um, sure. That's essentially what we do. So they use us as a white label partner, and we essentially build out their own video editing team for them. Gotcha. So really, okay. just another agency add-on. Ah, gotcha. Okay.
1: So as you know, I want to ask real quick before we before we end this about video because you know video is becoming such a huge component of education of branding, networking, all the different things that are going on out there. So, you know, what are some tips that you have for listeners that, you know, don't understand video, don't know it, maybe are afraid, quite frankly, to talk into their phone because they don't know what to say? I mean, there's a ton of fear. There's a ton of, you know, misnomers out there. So do you have any simple tips for somebody that maybe has never done it before uh, and encouraging them to, to give it a try?
0: Yeah, I think um, I think even like before jumping into video, identify why you actually want to create video. Are you creating it just because you see other quote unquote influencers on, on social make videos and you just think it's a cool thing? If the answer is yes, then awesome. You're, you're aware and that's that's the reason. Um, there's nothing against that. Or do you want to educate your consumers? Do you want to uh, generate more leads and sales for your business? So identify why you actually want to create videos first. Um, and then from there, you can, uh, I, I, I say it's the easiest, to just talk about your life and your story first, to kind of just know the ropes of video and just get comfortable talking in front of a camera uh, because no one knows your life better than yourself. Sure. So I think that's one of the easiest topics to talk about, um, especially if you're young, especially if you don't know a lot or you don't have a lot of expertise in a certain field, um, sure. like like myself. I talk about my life. I talk about what my, uh, what my experiences are, the lessons I've learned, because I know I I'm not an expert in any certain category. Um, so that's what I really pride myself on of, Hey, I'm, I'm going through life. I'm simply documenting my, my story and informing the, the audience on what I'm going through and what I'm learning.
1: That so tell yeah, that's awesome. So tell me one, as we wrap this up for you, tell me one, uh, story from the rock complex that, uh, <laughs> that you is was something you learned and then you know tell us whether it's funny whether it's serious whatever but I'm sure in that four years you were there there was a ton of value that you learned so uh share one of those stories with us
0: yeah I I vividly remember um like 40 hour work weekends while I was still in high school um just working just ridiculous hours like Friday through Sunday (laughs) um there's So uh rock sports complex in the in the winter, there's like a snowboard hill and ski hill. Um we would host these competitions every not every Saturday, but probably like every third Saturday or something. Um so one day we had like office school, some reason for Friday. So I could work all day Friday pretty much. So worked all day Friday. Um and then we had like reset the the hill essentially on Friday Mm -hmm. night. And I stayed there until like 4am on a Friday night. And then I had to be back there by 7am to open up the hill. So I had like an hour and a half of sleep or something, open up the hill, uh, went back home to sleep and then came back for another like 12 hour shift or something. And it was just a ridiculous amount of work in a very short period of time um, (laughs) while balancing everything else on my plate. But that really taught, taught me just to like grind my teeth and like, okay, sometimes you just need to put in the work. Um, right. But I loved every second of it. So it was it was definitely balancing that like, yeah, this is extremely hard, actually physically demanding work, long hours, not, not a lot of pay. But then also, it's doing something I love. So it really sure. taught me uh, that, I guess, in between phase of even though you can put in ridiculous amounts of work, if you love what you do, it's not bad. And like, I I genuinely loved and like, I I miss those days when it's like, I could stay up till three, 4am doing these. Um, and I'll probably still, still do that. Um, I'll probably volunteer a little bit like this winter just because it's a, it's a huge passion of mine. So, um, the real learning lesson out there is if you find something you're truly passionate about, it doesn't really matter how hard you work if you truly love that stuff. Um, Try, try to find that balance in your life. Sure.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you you touched on a great point, Sam, and I talk a lot about it in whether I'm out speaking or whatever writing, but if you don't love what you do, if, you know, it's so hard to be engaged as an employee. I mean, if you look at the national statistics right now, two out of three people in the workforce are not engaged in their job. You know, they show up and their goal is to get as little done as possible, hide under the radar, you know, sit in the bathroom for as long as they can, whatever that looks like for those people, you know, they're trying to get as little done as possible. And a lot of that is because they don't like the job, they don't like the company, they don't like the boss, whatever it is, but there's some dislike there. And so to go through your whole life doing that is just got to be so painful, so hopefully you're encouraging as you are encouraging your listeners, you know, follow what you love to do. And, you know, nine times out of 10, the money follows. It might not be all the money you wanted, but we all know plenty of people that have a ton of money and have no happiness, no peace, no joy. I think I'd rather have joy, peace, and happiness than, than money. So, um, you know, it's a that's a great lesson. So, absolutely and
0: and i'll I'll move my head once look at the poster behind me it says do shit you love so that's definitely
1: yeah it's definitely a constant
0: reminder um that's something i preach a ton like if you're not happy if you truly don't love what you do like stop doing it it's it's not worth it obviously everyone's at different situations in life but find a way out as soon as possible if you if you aren't enjoying
1: what you're doing yeah and that's so true sam and as consumers you know whether we go through a drive through you know i mean there's more drive through now than ever right <laughs> and you go through a drive through and you can tell the people that want to be there and you can tell the people that don't want to be there you know mm-hmm. and it's just crazy there's you know fast food restaurants where it is so evident they don't want to be there and if the place flooded Or blew up they'd be totally happy with that Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't have to work right but then you run into people that truly love what they do so there are opportunities out there and i think it's a choice that we have as as um you know employees we get to decide where we want to work and we want we get to decide what value we're going to add in that day so so that's awesome i appreciate you sharing that so
0: yeah, I agree cool. 100%. And I know we're kind of to the to the end of, uh, of yeah. this quick session. Do you have any other questions for me before I ask you? Uh, where can the people find you?
1: Yeah, no, I think I loaded you up pretty good. You, you did a great <laughs> job of answering all these. So um, thank you for sharing. I took some notes. So definitely got some uh, homework on my end. So I appreciate uh, you sharing that Sam. that's awesome.
0: Of course. Thanks for all the, all the awesome questions. I, I really had a blast. So uh, cool. we'll end it by uh, where can the people find you? LinkedIn, Instagram, anything?
1: Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn and uh, my web, I have a couple different websites. So I have, you know, positive com is where my coaching and training is, is hosted and then I have positive polarity where all the different um, episodes are there. So, uh, Dave Melinda at, you know, LinkedIn is, is where you're going to find me and, you know, it's pretty easy nowadays to find people. So, <laughs> you know, anything I can help you with, be happy to to help. If you need a book, be happy to send you a book. So always looking to help somebody improve where they're at now versus <laughs> where they want to be. So uh, this is a fun time, Sam. I appreciate you doing this 90-day challenge. Hopefully you uh, finish strong because now this means you're going to have to do it on Christmas, eh?
0: Yeah, I'll pre I'll pre record the episodes and, and schedule it out. I don't expect anyone to listen oh, to. Oh, wait on a Christmas. minute here! Now is
1: here. The truth comes out now. Ninety okay. podcasts,
0: ninety days. Still, still recording all of them within that time. It's definitely oh, a grind, though. All right. Well, I was gonna
1: say, if you didn't have a guest on Christmas and you needed one, I can I'll give you some names of people that would love to talk to you on Christmas. So
0: awesome! I, I would appreciate uh, appreciate the list after this. We'll we'll message back and forth.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Sam.
0: Awesome. Thanks for hopping on, Dave. Take care. You as well.